Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 5 of Revelation chapter 15. We're going to be reading verses 2 through 4. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. And I'll stop reading there. Now, in our last study, uh, we... Uh, had gone ahead to verse 3, and we were discussing the song of Moses as God brings it up, that those that had gotten the victory over the beast and, and so on, who can only be the elect that have come through the great tribulation period and into the day of judgment, that they will sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. We saw the Song of the Lamb is the song of the Gospel of the Bible, but the Song of Moses, there there were two songs of Moses. One was in Exodus 15, verse 1, and the other was in Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32 had its emphasis on the Great Tribulation, or the judgment on the church, and Exodus 15 had emphasis on the final judgment that comes at the end of the world, or the judgment on the kingdom of Satan, as typified by Pharaoh and the Egyptians, as they were drowned in the Red Sea. And and that also pointed to a great cause of thanksgiving for Moses and the people of God, that God had worked such a wonderful deliverance of his people Israel, and at the same time had won the victory over the enemy, the Egyptians and Pharaoh that had enslaved them. And that's exactly what happened on May 21, 2011. Spiritually, God delivered all spiritual Israel, all the elect who were to be saved, did become saved, a great multitude came out of great tribulation, and at the same time, once May 21, 2011 came, God judged Satan and his kingdom, and the Lord put him down from all rule that he had been given in the church and in the world. And and this was uh, the judgment of God upon him. Of course, he still exists at this point. It will be at the completion of Judgment Day that Satan will be literally ultimately destroyed and annihilated, but it is a very real judgment which hits Satan where it hurts, right in his pride, 
he exalted over taking his seat in the temple and being given rule over um, the churches and congregations. And God has removed him from that position. He no longer has official rule. He His return to assaulting the churches, just as he did before throughout the church history, but that dominion over all the churches came to a close. And Christ now rules the church in the world with a rod of iron as all are under the wrath of God. Well, um, I mentioned last time that that we want to go back to verse 2, the end of verse 2, which speaks of the elect that had gotten the victory over the beast, and, and God um, pictures them as standing on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And we didn't talk about that. The word harp and and what it points to. Now, there's probably little doubt that that image that is so popular um, uh, in the world of angels floating around on clouds and and harping on their harps comes from these verses, from Revelation 14's reference to uh, the 144,000 and to these that are on the sea of glass having harps of God. And of course, uh, when, when God uses the word, we have to look it up. We have to search it out to see what it means. And we're, we're not to just get the, the image of someone harping a harp and think that, well, that's all that God meant, but it has a spiritual meaning. And harps in the Bible point to the word of God as it is declared or prophesied in First Chronicles chapter 25. It says, and I'll read the first three verses, Moreover, David and the captains of the host, separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps, with psalteries and with cymbals, and the number of the workmen according to their service was of the sons of Asaph, Zachar and Joseph and Nethaniah and Aserla, the sons of Asaph under the hands of Asaph, which prophesied according to the order of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah and Ziri and Jeshaiah, Hashabiah and Matthiah, six under the hands of their father Jeduthun, who prophesied with a harp to give thanks and to praise Jehovah. Now, historically, they played the harp. And um, when they played, um, it was a form of prophecy. But spiritually, God chooses his words very carefully. And he chose the word prophesied because he wanted us to understand that to play a harp has to do with prophesying the word of God. For instance, in Proverbs chapter 1, it says in verse 6, To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. Now here God 
refers to a proverb and and uh, the words of the wise, and and he links it to dark sayings, and that is a a good way of really um, referring to the Bible itself. The Bible is full of sayings, but they are dark sayings in the sense that they cannot be seen clearly or heard clearly. Uh, it, it's just as God uh, makes reference to um, seeing in a glass in a glass darkly in the New Testament and and when people go to the mirror, and, and the lights out in the room, and after their eyes adjust a little bit, they can make out some things. Yes, they can see their reflection in the mirror, but it's it's not vivid. It's not clear, and and so they're seeing through a glass darkly. Or if you uh, pick up a glass and look through it, um, the the light is it it's not uh, a clear vision of sight that you can see through a glass and and the way the light is filtered it it it's very difficult to see you can't make it out as perfectly as uh you would like and that's how the bible is until god unsealed the word and now at this point at the time of the end he's opening up our spiritual eyes or our understanding to see many things in, in a much clearer way. And and yet, the Bible itself is like a dark saying. Now, in Psalm 49, um, the Lord says, in Psalm 49, verse 3, My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding, I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. And there we have some of the same elements that were in Proverbs 1 verse 6. Parable and dark saying. But here God is saying, I will open my dark saying. That, that is, um, uh, like the scriptures are sealed or they're hidden and God unseals the Bible. He opens up the eyes of his people to the truth written therein. And that's what he's saying in Psalm 49 verse 4. That I will incline mine ear to a parable. And remember how often Jesus when speaking a parable would say, let him who has ears to hear, hear. And, and so God is opening the dark saying, he is giving understanding and notice upon the harp. The harp, because you prophesy upon the harp, and when the people of God would come to the Bible, to the dark sayings of the word of God, and they would study, and the Lord would grant them some degree of understanding, and then they would teach it, they would share the truth they learn, that's prophecy. That's prophesying upon the harp. And and so the harp points to the word of God as it's being declared. And that that's why also 
when God says in Isaiah 24 that this is such a, a tragic verse, and as Isaiah 24 is a chapter devoted uh, to Judgment Day, and you can just read the chapter and, and see the many references to God's wrath upon the earth. Uh, for instance, in verse 6 of Isaiah 24, Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The new wine mourneth, the vine languisheth, all the merry-hearted do sigh. The mirth of tabrets ceaseth, the noise of them that rejoice endeth. The joy of the harp ceaseth. The joy of the harp ceaseth. Why? Well, because the harp has to do with prophesying the truth of the word of God. And what could be expected all throughout the history uh, in in God's uh, program of times and seasons during the day of salvation, you could expect that as the word of God was prophesied, as the the truth of the scripture were declared to people, that here and there would be God's elect that would hear and become saved. And there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, the Bible tells us. But in Isaiah 24, when the inhabitants of the earth are burned, that is, a spiritual fire is lit, and they're under the wrath of God, it's judgment day, and yet few men are left, they remain living on the earth, it's God's elect, many are called, but the few that are chosen are the elect, and and they're still living in the world, uh, going through the fire themselves until they reach the conclusion of Judgment Day, and then God will lift them up and out of the fire, and it'll be as though they uh, resurrected, just as Christ went through the wrath that that um, uh, God, uh, in, in the cup of the wrath of God, that he had to drink from the foundation of the world, and then rise from the dead, well, that'll be the beautiful situation, the wonderful picture that that God will complete as all of the elect have been made manifest before the judgment seat of Christ during the time of judgment, and then they come forth, they are exalted and lifted up in uh, the completion of all things, and and so it, it's uh, really a wonderful a beautiful thing that God is doing as they are following the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the earth, during the time of judgment, the mirth of tabrets ceaseth, and, and musical instruments relate to declaring the gospel, the noise of them that rejoice endeth, the joy of the harp ceaseth. Because there's no sinners being granted repentance by God. As repentance is a gift of God. God must turn the sinner in order for the sinner to turn and to repent. And if God is not granting repentance, no one will repent. And of course, it's the repentance of one's own heart of stone. 
that that's where sin flows forth from and God must change the heart and give a new heart in order for there to be genuine repentance unto salvation. And that is no longer taking place. And so the joy of one sinner that repents is not happening and the joy of the harp has ceased. Now God makes another statement about harps in Revelation chapter 18, uh, a chapter that is describing Babylon's judgment in the day of judgment. And uh, he he says in Revelation 18, in um, verse 21, And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And then goes on with that awful news concerning the candle and 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 not shining and the voice of the bridegroom who is Christ and and of the bride being heard no more at all in thee. Now it doesn't say and and we have to be careful how we read this. It does not say that there is no harping being done or that the voice of the bridegroom is not being spoken or the voice of the bride, it, it, that she is not speaking. It just says that the voice of harpers shall be heard no more at all in thee, which means harpers could be harping. And I, I think when we look at um, the situation that God is setting up in Revelation 15 of the great multitude, his elect that have gotten the victory over the beast, and they're standing on the sea of glass, having the harps of God, which points to the word of God, and prophesying the word of God. And that's exactly what we find the Lord's people doing today, continuing to do what they've always done. They go to the Bible, they read, they study, they pray for wisdom, and God, in his wisdom, opens up information, truth, to them, and then the people of God share it. And this is especially the case because God is encouraging us to share when he said, feed my sheep three times in John 21, when he said, publish these things in Jeremiah 50, and other places God is uh, commanding and telling his people, speak these things. Or, to put it in the figure that Revelation 15 is using, prophesy, harp on your harps. But again, we we uh, should realize that as we harp on our harps or declare the word of God prophesying these things, they will not be heard by anyone that is in their sin or dead in sin. God is not going to open up anyone's ears 
to hear. And, and so the harping will have no effect upon the spiritually dead sinner insofar as they will hear and come to life. That will not happen. It, it, just as God did that in the churches. Uh, remember as he tells us in Amos chapter 8 that there's a famine in the land. No, not a famine of bread or of water, that is literal bread or water, but a famine of hearing the word of the Lord. And we understood and continue to understand exactly what God meant. When, once the Holy Spirit came out of the churches and abandoned the congregations, and and they were under the wrath of God when judgment began at the house of God, then the preachers, they didn't stop preaching. The Bibles were not removed from all the churches. They they continued to have Bibles in their pulpits and and in the pews in many churches. And the preachers preached, and they could have even preached some things faithfully. And yet, in all the years, and it was 23-year Great Tribulation period, that the preachers preached, that the Bible was read, that the people in the pews were reading the scriptures right out of the Bible, that that powerful word of God, quick and powerful, the Bible says of itself, and quick means alive, that living word. Yet there there was a famine of hearing in the church, and and uh, they could not hear the word of God because the Holy Spirit was not there to apply it to open up the ear in salvation so that they could hear what God was saying in his word with spiritual ears and and that's the idea that God is uh, stating in Revelation 18 the harpers are not heard there there is no hearing taking place in the world now, just as in the the congregations, they could not hear when there was a famine of hearing. It, the Holy Spirit is no longer working in the world. He worked a great and marvelous work during the latter rain period of the Great Tribulation, the last 6,100 days, and he applied the Word of God to the hearts and minds and open the ears of a great multitude. And yet once the last day uh, came and the rain ceased to fall and God completed and ended his salvation program, then the Holy Spirit ceased to work. And, and there's no more hearing the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride or the harpers that are harping with their harps. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.